0: it's a story we've all heard too often way back in eden it all started with this one question to eve did god really say and since then with every breath we take here on planet earth we find ourselves coming face to face with this question in all its various forms of course but definitely placing a demand to be answered we may have stumbled you know fallen when it came to giving that answer but I am on a quest to pull you back up, push you forward, and walk hand in hand with you as together we embark on a journey to uncover, discover, and recover the truth of what God said and is still saying about you and I, who am I aka Identity Crisis? What does my body say about me? AKA body image issues, what do they think and say about me? Will I ever recover? Will I ever be the same again? You know, those did God really say moments. As a young adult woman, I've jumped hard first. I've experienced my own share of destructive emotional instability, body image issues, loss of esteem and social insecurities. Like I said before, those. Did God really say moments? Here yeah, we will laugh, learn, giggle, and yeah, probably shed a few tears. But you know, that is life. I'm your hostess, Rutendo Sitowe, and welcome to the Jesus Love and Fitness Podcast, a case of mistaken identity. Hey, 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 welcome, welcome back. If you're, well, if you've been with me for quite a bit, welcome back. And if you're new, welcome. I'm so excited. Welcome to the Jesus Love and Fitness Podcast, A Case of Mistaken Identity. Oh, how you been all doing? How's been the week? Um, It's a Friday for me, where I am. And it's late afternoon. I came back from the gym and I hope it's not telling in my voice how exhausted I am. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm just hoping my voice somehow doesn't end up fading by the time I'm done with this. God give me grace. Anyway, welcome guys. Welcome. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm always super pumped to be here with you guys so you know like i told you i've been in the gym i've been a bit crazy about gym of late because goals people goals so as i was just in the gym you know like whenever i'm in the gym i like to be in my zone all the time i have my headphones on and i'm just doing me and it's that time i just take a moment to think you know like those 90 minutes i'm in the gym or 120 minutes i just i'm just focusing and i'm just thinking so a funny thought just popped in my head and then i was like to think in my teens or in my early 20s you wouldn't have caught me not even my shadow near a gym like not even like you wouldn't see my Shadow close to the doorstep of a gym, <laughs> and I'm here. I'm like looking at me currently, and I'm like, Look at me! It's like I practically live in the gym. I love being in the gym a lot, like I said, it gives me time to think. Um, but this has not always been me. This journey for me actually started. Uh, three years yeah three years and still counting and it's been fun it's been a ball of laughs and it's been bottles of tears <laughs> because it's not easy but yeah it just now brought me to the topic of discussion for today which is body image aka body insecurity a case of stolen identity because i started thinking back to who i was or what i was like back then because i was 50 pounds bigger back then and somehow That £50 found itself influencing a lot of things, including the person I was, playing around with my identity, playing around with my confidence, playing around with my self-esteem, my sense of self-worth. It did a bunch of things. Yeah, just those £50. And I am just like, it's crazy. Or should I say, unfortunate how sometimes the way we look ends up influencing the people we become, or it sort of starts playing a role in the kind of person we are projecting to the world, which in most cases is not even the real, you know, the real person inside. It's not who we really are. Somebody like the real you is crying out inside is crying out to be let out but somehow because you feel maybe you are a bit heavily built or you have on some bit of weight or flesh on your bones then you can't be you know or you can't be putting yourself out there or you cannot be you know standing up instead you just settle for um blending in and the funniest thing is like i was watching a movie uh, sometime this week it's a very old movie it's called the mirror has two faces and it features barbara streisand and i'm looking like i'm watching this movie and this character this main female character has a problem with how she looks she's always seen herself as being not pretty she has a sister who's you know the pretty one and she instead settles for always wearing this baggy clothes and hiding and fitting in just you know like drowning in the crowd and this is something that she just got from childhood unfortunately it had something to do with uh, family influences and all that Uh, but i'm like watching this movie and i'm like oh my lord look at this beautiful soul like she's a ball of love. she had a great sense of humor she wasn't you know so she was sociable a good teacher a good professor her students loved her and yet she did not feel like she deserved like a, a type of love like a good type of love that she was looking for uh you know it being a movie it's p- portrayed in the movie kind of way right like a fairy tale ending fairy tale type of love kind of thing yeah but you could just see how she perceived herself how she let her appearance or at least what she thought of her appearance influence her decisions, even when it came to um, uh, relationships or how she just plain related to to people in general. And I am so going to go back to Eve concerning this. <laughs> not to hate on Eve, no, but I'm just going to go back a little to just let you know that, you guys, this did not start with us. This is part of the Pandora's box element when it was opened and this body image body insecurity thing also came out of the pandora's box that eve opened when she ate that fruit right so we noticed that you know like when eve had that fruit she started covering her nakedness right like after the fall um she sort of became self-conscious of the way she looked <laughs> that is my point that is why i'm so going back to eden and so going back to our mother eve the mother of all living things yeah she started this like she brought this upon us but that does not mean there's no solution to it you know there is a solution it's and it so does not mean that we should continue to live uh, about her um mistakes you understand so you know like When God initially created Adam and Eve, they were very much walking around the garden, PG-18, you know. Um, I'm sure when he created them, he knew that they were naked, right? But he left them like that anyway. And here I'm asking why. And my my guess here is it didn't matter, you know. It didn't. I mean God is spirit therefore when we relate to him or when he relates with mankind it is always through spirit not even through the through the flesh the flesh has nothing to do with it the body as it is is merely a vessel or was merely a vessel that enabled or gave humans the legal right to exist on earth like i could practically give a lesson on this but we'll save it for another day <laughs> Yeah, but the body is what would give us humans having been created in the image of God, spirit uh, legal rights to exist on earth. But yeah, the fall happened and all of a sudden we became aware of this flesh suit that we wear, uh, its demands, its needs, its wants. And unfortunately, including this and. Un- Like this uncanny ability it has of having us measure our confidence according to how it looks. You know how we end up measuring our confidence, our personality, our level of security based off of like the shape of the body and its look. Now, the Bible does not make much mention of our bodies or how they should look. But one thing I noted is they are referenced as vessels in the Bible and they are also referenced as temples, vessels for use by God and the temple of the Lord, which tells me that God in all his holiness and mightiness and gloriousness, I don't know if that's a word, Views our bodies as just that, vessels and temples. We are the ones who just came up with these funny, funny classifications and notions like endomorph, ectomorph, mesomorph, and they really have done nothing except have us build, well, successfully, actually, and efficiently, build an unimaginable pit for ourselves so I mean there are only two ways in which God views our bodies vessels and temples and here we are looking for other classifications and for what scientific purposes biological purposes do they really matter I don't know. I find myself asking that question, but it seems this thing has—it has, has been—it's been crazy. It's been crazy. You know, I was reading an article uh, yesterday, and it says that a child, a child of seven, eight, nine, ten years, is already conscious of how they look, of their looks. They're already conscious of how they look i mean what is society doing like why is there so much importance on how somebody looks as it relates to their personality or their character or their identity oh my god how are we letting this flesh suit that god even didn't give much reference to influence something as important the very essence of our being our identity how are we letting that happen and how are we letting this affect our kids is this the environment we really want our kids to be growing up in where they are constantly looking in the mirror to see if society or if friends or if a certain clique will accept them based off of how they look it's it's crazy did anybody watch that uh, series it's called Gin- is it genie and georgia georgia and genie i'm forgetting on netflix where i think genie had one of her other friends who was always tapping her thighs to make them look smaller or to make them fit in jeans because she she had to look a certain way, her body had to be sh- shaped a certain way her thighs had to look a certain kind of slim <laughs> ah, yeah 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 I, I, I'm dumbfounded honestly I am dumbfounded but um unfortunately this is the world we are living in right now and it's the world we have to raise our babies in, our daughters in. Uh, Before I go on it on, I should probably define what body image issues are. So according to a Healthline article I read, body image issues refer to the perception of how our bodies look to us and to others. Or let me make it a bit simpler. Your perception of how your body looks to you and to others. It also refers to your feelings about your body and your body parts. You know how you go like, my belly is not looking so good. Or my triceps are looking flabby. Or they are not showing, my arms are a bit flabby. I want to do this or I want to do that. So your feelings about your body and your body parts. As well as how your body looks to you and to others to others yep and the factors there are factors which actually influence this kind of perception and these include culturally driven beliefs about what bodies should look like surprise or the ideas and values of your family and peers i know that very well like in my previous job it was always a thing it was always a thing of how you know like families or how somebody's mom expected them to be looking like at a certain age like you're unmarried you have no business looking fat as they would say and i'm like okay culturally driven beliefs ideas and values and apparently at some point body weight actually became a family value hmm Where is the world going, Lord? (laughs) (laughs) Where is the world going? You know what? It's all fair and fine if you have like a positive body image. Like if you like how you look, if you accept how you are or the things you cannot change. And if you're good about changing the things which you can, all fair and fine as long as there's no obsession there. The problem arises with this negative body image, which has infiltrated the society it has infiltrated our high schools our colleges and it is a concern it is a concern and how it managed to you know influence like culture in a way i don't get it i I don't know where this all came from but i'm giving it all back to eve you know I'm, i'm putting it all back on eve opening that pandora's box there's way it all came from so um how do you know if you have a negative body image if how you look at yourself is healthy or how you look at your belly fat is the healthy kind or how you look at your thighs as the healthy kind so i'm going to read a few signs here that i read somewhere because i did a bit of research and It says, if you use hats to cover your hair or baggy clothing to hide your body, that is a sign and a symptom of negative body image. If you are taking extreme measures to avoid seeing your body, yeah, I could could relate to that. Definitely, I used to do that. I never wanted anybody to take a full body picture of me. Like, back then, no, 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 no. And I avoided looking at myself in the mirror. Like, a full-length mirror? Uh Uh-uh, no. Uh, Also, if you have excessive plastic surgery. Hmm. (laughs) And if your feelings about your body are interfering with your relationships, your work, and, you know certain activities or daily activities for me like this is all research facts these are no lies this is just the truth my problem personally as I have experienced it the way negative body image issues or body insecurity issues end up influencing or being like, like targeting your, your personality, to me is the problem. The negative resulting effect of this body image issues to me is the settling and the hiding that comes from it. The settling in your career choices, the settling in your relationships, the settling in your dreams because you wouldn't dare or somehow you feel undeserving or you end up feeling like this is not reserved for people like me or this is not for people like me. And like you, making reference to the number on the weight scale that is a huge problem to me how you end up hiding wanting to just sort of dissolve in the crowd to sort of just blend in with the rest of the world for fear of being seen for fear of standing out or standing up not wanting to draw attention to yourself and the root of it all is fear how you end up becoming fearful like you know fear is from the pits of hell right (laughs) like it's from the pit of hell the deepest pit of hell like i said pandora's box And if you just look at it generally, most of the problems we end up having, the root is fear. So because of fear, you end up settling. Because of fear, you end up hiding. You're just living a life where you are fearful. And yet, the word of the Lord, Mm. the word of the Lord tells us he has not given us a spirit of fear but a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. The word of the Lord also tells us that we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. And when the word talks about the light of the world, it makes reference to a city being set on a high hill that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel. And God tells us we are the light of the world and we are the salt of the earth. So excuse me if I'm wrong here, but the way I'm interpreting it here is purely by design we were created to draw attention. That purely by design, we were created to illuminate. That purely by design, we were meant to stand out. Purely by design, we were meant to be powerful. We were meant to be impactful we were created for impact you know what happens when you turn on the light like in darkness like how everything just instantly just like that becomes illuminated how you just start seeing everything you know like even when you turn on the light in darkness you just feel like a smile creep up on you (laughs) you know that that's the effect of light and if you look at the effect of salt I don't know if you've ever tried eating a meal without salt and then you put salt and then instantly, just like that, the taste changes. As a human being, that's who God created you to be. To create change, to exact change, to create impact wherever you pass or wherever you enter a room. Your presence should be registered. People should know you have arrived. People should know you have entered the room. There should be a shift. That is how created, that is how we were created. That is how God created us to be. That is how powerful we are. The spirit we carry inside of us, the spirit that God imparted to us, was that of love was that of power, was that of a sound mind. We were created in his image and all those things, all those things are God. God is love. God is powerful. God is excellent, absolutely excellent in his thoughts. Not fear. He did not give us fear. He did not give us any form or anything that would make us hide settle no we were created for impact we were we were created to be powerful to 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 exact change to cause shifts to happen just like when you turn on a light or when you put salt in your food no one lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel a light is meant to do that give light to do just that give light to illuminate to make a difference And that's what according to my Bible, according to the word of God, that's who he says you are. And who he says you are, it is. Like it is. There's no disputing it. That's it. (laughs) That's it. It's a given. There's no changing it. That's who you are. So all this endomorph, mesomorph, ectomorph, or any other morph they might come up with by design one thing you should understand is this you were created to be a light to change lives and be just plain old powerful and honestly that has nothing to do with the amount and kind of flesh or bone that is in or on your body it has nothing to do with that not at all the reason why I would speak on this so much is I was a victim to body image issues like I told you before I lived fearfully and inside of me I would I would remember, you know, the days I was in primary school and how bold I was, how I was giving speeches in front of the whole school, how I was part of the quiz team, competing, uh, being in debate clubs and all that, and. Just being upfront, whenever my class needed a spokesperson for something, or they needed somebody to go speak to the teacher, on like their behalf, I would always raise my hand, and I would go. I was, I liked being out there. I liked the idea of making a difference. I liked the idea of representing. Up until you know like a few years down the line life happened you know things will happen and a little rejection there a little heartbreak there a little stumbling there and I started looking at my body differently I started like blaming it for All those things that were happening to me. I started seeing it as the reason for. Like rejection. And all that. And. You know it's like a Lego effect. You know. Like that Lego effect. You know how when you pull. A piece. And suddenly everything just. Tumbles down. And. I I was having issues. Everywhere it affected my relationships it affected my like my friendships in general or how I would just view people even my career choices even how I would dream you know like I would just see as these big impactful things like they are meant for these other nice slimmer, more attractive looking people and not me. And I started viewing my voice as nothing important. Like, who would listen to me? Like, who would look at me and be like, oh, she's worth listening to? Like, it played around with my confidence. My weight played around with my confidence. It played around with my self-esteem it played with, around with my career choices like I settled and when I say I settled I did I got so comfortable fitting in blending in with the crowd you know drowning in the crowd and I never liked to get attention like that I didn't want to bring attention to myself I didn't want to do anything that would bring the limelight to me and something as small as participating in grad school, like participating in class or giving presentations, something that I would voluntarily do, like grade or no grade. I liked being at the forefront of things. I liked being involved. I liked making a difference. I didn't mind the attention it would bring as long as it was good attention. As long as I was driving some sort of change. Or as long as I was doing something good. As long as I was happy. We used to have this singing group (laughs) back then and you know me and my friends we would sing every other Sunday in church or we would sing every other day at the school assembly and all that I was never a wallflower kind of person yet fast forward 12 years down the line and I'm nowhere to be found this is to drive home the point that we cannot let this continue. I mean, God created us for a purpose. And what he calls us is what we are. And if we stop listening to what he calls us, if we end up letting this vessel this flesh suit influence who god called us to be oh my god we are just doing an injustice to ourselves we are just doing an injustice to us to ourselves i mean you are needed you are needed if god calls you a light then that light needs to shine somewhere it needs to be shining somewhere so you cannot be a wallflower you cannot afford to be a wallflower your voice is needed your hands are needed your feet are needed your brain the working of your mind is needed this is not something that is reserved for a certain kind of people god is not a respecter of man he is not and he did not call a specific tribe the light of the world is salt, the salt of the earth. He called everyone. Jesus was speaking to everyone when he said, You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. And if you open your Bible to that Bible verse, that is speaking to you. Not for a certain type of people. You. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. And Food needs salt. (laughs) And there's so much darkness in this world. Your light is needed where you can illuminate, illuminate. Where you can shine, shine. Where you can raise a hand, raise a hand. Where you can speak, speak up. Your body should not have anything. It shouldn't have anything to do with who you are. Who God created you to be. No. That cannot be. That that really cannot be. Now, how I walked the path of discovery or more like rediscovery, it was purely by grace. Um. I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? This cannot continue. If it means being 50 pounds lighter and it projecting outside and helping me feel or become this person I know I am, then so be it. I decided to be healthier because I'm like, I'm a healthy person <laughs> inside of me. God created a healthy woman here. It's time I looked it and not just have it hide underneath me. I want, it, I want to look it. I want to speak it. I want to show it. And I'm like, God give me grace and I went on ahead I started this weight loss journey I you know I lost the weight and honestly I got my confidence back and the reason why I would say pray about it or pray about your body the body image issues is because God is the one who created you, God is the one who is the blueprint of who you are. So let Him help you uncover who you are, let Him help you and hold your hand along the path, let Him lead you, let Him tell you what to do and how to do it. For me, it was almost like a simple decision of. I'm like, okay, I'm losing weight and that's that. But I needed grace. I needed grace to stay disciplined. I needed grace for staying power to to keep on. Because it's not motivation that is not going to keep that is going to keep you going. No. It's discipline. And discipline is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So you need that. And you need endurance because it's not every time. That it's going to be easy, it's going to be hard. And as you're working on your body, I know as I was working on my body, God was also working on the enemy because years and years had covered up who I was. Like years had had me successfully hide who God created me to be. Or who I knew I was. Because somehow I did try. But I could not bring myself out. Only God could. And it was only through his grace and power. That somehow, you know, little by little. I began to emerge. And it was just not a matter of the number. On the scale. Um, reducing or decreasing. No, there was so much emotional work involved. There was so much internal work involved, you know. I would always say what you see outside now is just a mere projection of what happened inside. The decision to be healthy or to be healthier was one that also had a Lego effect for me. You know how they say discipline begets discipline. So in as much as I started on that route. As much as it started with dealing with something as seemingly simple as weight loss. Or me just saying ah, I want to get my confidence back. It took work. It took a whole lot of work. It was just not as simple as shedding it three pounds a week or five pounds a week no it was a lot of internal work as well i mean you don't go about feeling like you know like you're just blending in and just drowning and going along with the crowd to having the courage to stand out and stand up just like that or overnight it takes work it takes grace it takes beholding the one who knows me it takes beholding the one who has the blueprint it takes humbling myself uh, to the fact that he created me and he knows me way better than i even know myself or anybody else for that matter so you know in as much as i would say um by design we were meant to be the light of the world to be the salt of the earth and all this endomorph mesomorph and all these moths moths they are just coming up with (laughs) have nothing to do with who go who god calls you or who god called you to be I can't say that, but that does not negate the fact that you have to treat your body anyhow. You know, like you just have to be like, it does not matter what I look like, it matters who God sees or what God sees inside of me. It is true, yes, but you also have to understand that God still calls your body a vessel. And he still very much calls it the temple His temple the temple of the Holy Spirit and you need to treat it as such you need to have that ability to give God your best and if you are convinced the temple that you're giving him is the best you can give fair and fine but if you know you can do better if you know you can adjust your eating habits, if you know you can put in a bit more exercise to be more, you know, to be louder and to be more out there for the Lord, do that. You need to honor your body. Still stewardship is still very much something that is important to God. He talks about stewardship a lot and in the Bible he says, "Do you not know that you are not of your own?" That you do not belong to yourself. So this body is not something that you can just do whatever you want with it. Or you can just put in anything you feel like. Your body still has to honor God. You still have a responsibility to very much steward the body he gave you. Because it is housing the Holy Spirit. This body is the one that enables you to do all you do each and every day. It enables you to walk. It enables you to talk. It enables you to wake up, to move each and every day. And you need to, you know, you need to honor it. You need to show some appreciation. is all i'm saying that's all i'm saying and if you find that your body or how you look is affecting your identity if you see that it is affecting your identity or who god intended you to be mm, i'm calling on you to do something about it whether it's Getting into a healthy weight loss program. Or whether it's a, it's um, getting therapy that can help anchor, recenter, accept and understand yourself and who you are. Yeah, do that. Do that. It cannot be a case of stolen identity it cannot be a case of stolen identity and yeah do not forget to pray whether you choose if you're going in some healthy program or if you're going in therapy do not forget to pray we all need grace after all we can never do anything on our own apart from him we are nothing we really are nothing and we cannot do anything so I feel like this has kind of been a sobering topic <laughs> it is not as super pumped up or it was not even as pumped up I feel like it was a bit sobering today, I don't know, maybe it's just cause I'm tired I am not sure or it's just this thinking thinking thoughts you know always around but you know excellent thoughts excellent thoughts like the like how the Lord holds us to be thinking excellent thoughts all the time Worthy things <laughs> it's been a nice time with you guys it's always amazing it's always epic if i may say and as always i would like to conclude this episode by quoting a suitable bible verse by quoting the word of the lord based on the topic we spoke about today and it's found in psalms 139 verses 14 actually yeah it's just verse 14 And it says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Let your soul know that very well. Till we meet next time have a great rest of the week it's been amazing being with you guys within this hour and yes, until the next episode see ya and take care and remember that you are faithfully and wonderfully made marvelous are his works Oh no! That's very.